It's been a good 2024 year for LSU fans. You get rid of Matt House. You bring in Blake Baker from Missouri. You bring in Bo Davis, defensive line coach from Texas. He signed the number one class in the 2025 recruiting class. And Nick Saban announces his retirement. Getting into all of that with Locked On's official recruiting insider, Brian Smith, on today's edition of Locked On LSU. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode of Locked On LSU, just like all of our recruiting content, is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. No shortage of things to talk about today. Nick Saban announces his retirement. Makai Wingo and Mason Smith are both headed to the NFL. Leaves this LSU interior defensive line in a tough spot. Blake Baker gets hired from Missouri. Bo Davis gets hired from Texas. Probably the top defensive line coach in America. And oh yeah, by the way... LSU has the number one recruiting class in the 2025 class. They've just signed Bryce Underwood along with the number one receiver in the country in DeCorey and Moore and the number one running back in the country in Harlem Berry. Did I miss anything? Well, I mean, sounds like a full plate to me. I mean, Absol- it just depends on where you want to start. Uh, well, let's start with the new hires. Let's start with Blake Baker and Bo Davis. First and foremost, Blake Baker over the over the weekend, it was announced would be hired away from Missouri. Bo Davis, it was announced just a couple of days ago that he will be hired from Texas. I love the hires, Brian. I'm obviously biased. Your perspective on what that means for LSU's defense moving forward. Well, you're getting people that are credible and you're also getting them at a time you're starting a new recruiting cycle. Mm-hmm. That helps. And with the news, they just lost two guys to the NFL. That's really important. You need some positive news. There's no replacing Mason Smith. I mean, no. I know you like me to give you presents. I, I can't. I can't give you a present for that one. No. Uh, Three twenty and can move present. never goes out of style. And no. I mean, Wingo was really good. Any other year, you'd be talking about him as like the top overall guy in terms of upside. Eh, he's not more physically gifted than Mason, but the recruiting is going well. And I think with this new staff, I don't know why it took so long for Matt House to go. You and I had texted about that a few times. What is going on? (laughs) I know you were. I could tell by the text messages. Um, But at the same time, things are looking up and and Saban's retiring. I mean, it's it's, all these things matter. And LSU may have an advantage long term. Not confident on 24. With those two guys leading, I know LSU fans expect to you know, compete for the national. They're not winning the national title next year, not losing those two interior guys. But the program is headed back in a better direction, and the recruiting right now is for 25 is as good as it gets. I've seen all three of the kids that they've got committed, yeah. the key guys, and they are elite, elite players. I mean, losing Makai Wingo and Mason Smith, you don't get better. And when I saw I, – I, 
maybe wasn't entirely surprised by Mikhail Wingo's announcement. Of course, that happened a few weeks ago, but I was holding out hope that maybe Mason Smith would stick it out right. for another year. That yeah, he's been at LSU for three years, but was sidelined for the for the entirety of the 2022 season. Obviously, 2023 wasn't necessarily the best season for Mason Smith, right. especially right. in that LSU defense. I wondered if he would stick it out for one more year, maybe improve his draft stock. Brand, I don't think that he's any higher than a day two pick at this point. I think he's just a guy that thinks because of his physical attributes, he'll make a roster. Mm-hmm. And he's probably right. Yeah, He hasn't been healthy for very much of his time in Baton Rouge. You know, maybe 30%. So he knows what his upside is. I had him as the highest graded guy in that recruiting class because he's the rare interior guy that can rush the passer. And I think that's kind of how the NFL I, – I look at it from an NFL perspective. That's what how they grade it. Those guys are as rare as it gets. Somebody's going to draft him. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a fourth-round pick, if he's starting for, you know, the Chicago Bears next year, would you be surprised? No. I wouldn't. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't blame him. My question to you is, what are the most likely on the roster right now, guys, to replace either one of them? So the problem doesn't go from the secondary in 23 to the defensive line in 24, because there's no way in hell you're replacing their just raw talent, even with the guys they have. Right. And there aren't any Mason Smiths in the transfer portal. So Walter Nolan's going to Ole Miss, which doesn't help either. But how, how do you do that? You've got a, a Deshaun Womack that I'm excited to see what he can do yeah. in year two. You know, you've got he's gotten a little bit of experience and has shown a lot of flashes in year one. And what can he do? How much can he grow and develop under an entire offseason with Bo Davis? I'm really intrigued by that. Uh, and then, of course, you add in Dominic McKinley, which the intrigue of Dominic McKinley, the upside of Dominic McKinley, the sheer talent of Dominic McKinley. Oh, that's really encouraging. I don't know what he's going to look like once he gets to LSU. I don't know what his role will look like in that room. And then you have the, the trio of the transfers from this past year, Paris Shand, Jalen Lee. They didn't really play a, a huge role for LSU this past year. Obviously, you know, with, with Mason Smith being on the defensive line from Makai Wingo before he got injured. Um, so, you don't have the talent currently on the roster, I don't believe, to fill what you're losing in Makai Wingo and Mason Smith. But between Dejon Womack and Dominic McKinley, I hope these young guys can start to at least show flashes that they can be that next duo on the defensive line, especially under the development uh, of Bo Davis. Well, the Bo Davis thing was the thing I was going to mention next. I would assume if you're making as much money as he's going to be making, and it's well over a million dollars. I forget what it was I saw. Somebody that we're not talking about needs to be a contributor next year for him to earn his paycheck. I mean, that's a large paycheck. Yeah. So if I go to LSU for any functions, I expect him to take me to dinner. Um, I know that much. And he, he should be okay with it. <laughs> and uh, Sean Washington is another one that I, I failed to mention. Yeah, it's a Juco transfer originally committed to Georgia. He is a, a complete wild card, in my opinion, because he has the physical attributes. But can you do it at this level? And you and I both know that you need to win in the trenches in order to win in this yeah. league. Earn your paycheck, Bo Davis. <laughs> Well, I would assume that's going to be the case, and they need to hit the home run again in the 25 cycle to get to where they need to be. This is a good start. Um, yeah. You and I talked about Dominic McKinley when I was at Under Armour. I sent you photos and stuff. He was one of the 10 best performers there, in my opinion, overall. 
He's a guy that's another interior pass rusher that's rare, but the state of Louisiana spits them out like like no other. So yeah. uh, they got the guy they needed to get. We talked about him for eight months. He signed with the Tigers. I'm just curious, or he's going to in February. I'm just curious if anybody else can help. But I like the direction things are going because LSU's administration, this may be the most important point for those of you listening. Yeah. Take this. They're spending money on the right people. LSU's going to score. LSU is flat out going to score. They've got quarterbacks coming in. They'll be fine there. Mm -hmm. But if you are the open-ended sieve that they were last year, anything representing that moving forward, besides my good friend Caroline needing psychiatric help, you're going to lose games to the SEC. It's unbelievable. In my lifetime, that's the worst LSU defense I've seen, and I've seen some bad ones. So I I think they hired the right people. They went out and they opened the checkbook and they brought in the right people as a program. That leads to the next thing, and that's recruiting. That's my area. I will be shocked if they don't end up with a top five class from the 225 group. So, I, you know, there's my present to you. It's going to happen. It just may not be as fast as you and your fans might, Caroline. And look, you know, we talk a lot about the 25 season. You still got a 24 season to get there. But the the foundation (laughs) is in place. The foundation's in place. And look, it's not always going to be pretty. You got a first-year starting quarterback in Garrett Nussmeyer next year. You're going to have to rebuild the secondary. You're losing two of your your best defensive players to the NFL draft. But one that you're not losing is Harold Perkins. And If they don't play him at edge, I'm going to scream. And that's what I'm really excited about. You know, Blake (laughs) Baker being a former linebackers coach at LSU, he's shown that he can develop linebackers. He's shown that he can make a whole lot of something out of a whole lot of nothing. And he did it at Missouri over the last two years. So it's kind of your perspective on Blake Baker, specifically as it pertains to Harold Perkins, his usage in his development. Two things. Number one, they were very run gap savvy for what they had. They didn't get beat a lot. With the schematics, and let's be honest, you're you know you're very familiar with that program because of where you're from. Yeah, I don't think many people thought that Missouri's defense was going to be as good as it was the last couple of years. They have got some guys, they do, but they don't have you know like Texas talent. They sure as hell don't have LSU, Alabama talent up front, the D line, year in year out, and they did that. Perkins, I don't know what's going to happen because he, either you've coached that kind of guy or you haven't. And Perkins is even rare by LSU standards, in my opinion. So he's the wild card for me. How do you handle it game to game? Because Perkins, sometimes you just kind of turn him loose, but he's a smart enough kid to play some other roles. If they get that going early in the year and get it rolling, he could kind of help make up for some of the ills from the two guys that just took off for the draft. I'm not saying he's playing D-tackle, by the way. It's just that he makes so many changing plays that he can kind of mitigate some of the other concerns you might have. He's like a chameleon. Whatever you need him to play, he can play, except inside linebacker. Then then need to play in that. Yeah, Does not need not, to play in that position. No, no. Uh, but Blake Baker is another one who next time I'm in Baton Rouge, he absolutely positively can afford to take me up to uh, to a dinner or two. Um, oh, I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, coming up next, LSU assigned the number one prospect in the 2025 class. Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback in that class, but does not stop there. LSU now has the number one class in the 2025 recruiting class. We'll break all of that down with Brian coming up next. All right. I want to tell you about FanDuel. 
The NFL regular season is wrapped up. We've got the playoffs coming up this weekend, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. And there are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab as well. So if you don't know what you're looking for, if you kind of want to look poke around at what some of the popular bets are, you can do that in the Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. If you're looking for something to bet on, here's my take. It's got to be like minus 20 degrees in Kansas City this weekend when the Miami Dolphins go to Kansas City. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be freezing. I'm going to take the under. On the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's listed at 44 and a half. Normally with those two teams and those two offenses, I would hammer the over. But given the weather and the circumstances, I'm going to take the under. But that is just my take. Do it how you want to do it and do it with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, rolling along here, Locked On LSU. Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, is with us. So you've got DeCorian Moore, the number one receiver in the 25 class. Harlem Berry, the number one running back in the 25 class. And the final one to round out that offensive trio, Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback, the number one overall player in the 2025 class. And LSU fans are pumped about it. They have every reason to be, but I want to kind of focus in on, on Bryce Underwood. This is a guy who's recruited by every single program in America. And if a program didn't recruit Bryce Underwood, then that's on them. <laughs> then that's their problem. So what's so special about Bryce Underwood? What, assuming he does play, uh, he does get to LSU, he does get to Baton Rouge. What's LSU getting in that 2025 quarterback class? He's a 6'4", 200-pound kid that could play free safety, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, whatever he wants. Got an explosive arm, and he has the ability to throw in different levels. He doesn't just throw howitzers at people. He'll lob one over the top. He'll throw a, a dart on an out pattern. He has every attribute that you could want. Any smart kid. Been around him a few times. Uh, if he makes a mistake, he shrugs it off, and he goes to the next play. Pretty mature. And he plays for a really good seven-on-seven program, a really good high school program. He has all the things that you need to play pretty early. Obviously, LSU's quarterback room is stacked. Colin Hurley, a kid I know well, is a year ahead of him. So, I mean, it's it's a competitive group. But at the same time, you don't go to LSU to just walk into the starter's role. So, that's the other thing. He's from Detroit, and him going to LSU is just weird to me. I don't think they haven't had probably five kids in their history of the school from the state of Michigan. But what whatever, it's, it's very odd. But – I think it's unique and it's great. This is the new era of college football. Kids from any state can end up at Baton Rouge. They can end up in Seattle. They can end up in Miami, wherever. And this is this is really cool because it's better when college football has a, a good version of LSU and their quarterback room with Bryce is going to make it pretty hard not to be good. 
It's it's absolutely going to be stacked. And I think it kind of plays into, you know, whenever Brian Kelly was hired at LSU, there was a lot of concern about his ability to recruit the state of Louisiana. Looking at some of these upcoming classes, he's locked down the state of Louisiana, yeah, but yes. supplementing the roster with his relationships that he has in the Midwest and his time at Notre Dame. And I think you're, you're kind of seeing that come to fruition. And Bryce Underwood is an example of that. Um, I mean, of course, He's a fantastic player, and we're going to talk a lot about everything that he can do. But surely, Brian, he's not a completely finished product. No, no. I mean, quarterback is a lifelong learning skill. Yeah. Uh, none other than Tom Brady has talked about those kinds of points. There's a new defense created every day in some way, shape, or form, even if it's not really sound, just trying to get turnovers and make quarterbacks to make dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. when he gets to the college level and they show a pre-snap read and they change it afterwards, he's going to throw it to the wrong team sometimes. I guarantee it. Because Tom Brady did the same thing. He was pretty good. So yeah. it's just part of it. I don't think you can do anything about that. Because like early in Jaden Daniels' career, he sucked for part of his career at Arizona State. Yeah. He made terrible decisions. The golden rule for me is at minimum, you have to be at 400 passes that you've tried at the college level before you're even remotely mediocre nobody likes to hear that because that means it's a thrown away season but it's just the way it is like Caleb Williams and Drake May Seth Hennigan the kids that's at Memphis a couple years ago they were the only freshman sophomores that were doing anything in the top 25 everybody else was senior fifth year senior it's just the way it is so it may take a year or two but when he takes off he runs like an LSU wide receiver and he's big enough to fend somebody off like a running back he has every physical attribute now he's just got to learn the offense and get reps. Who would you compare him to? Is there a fair comparison? Um, he's Everybody. a little bit like Mahomes in terms of style, just more athletic. Okay. Um, like legitimately, he could play free safety. He could play receiver, be a number one. He's that I did athlete. read in one of his his breakdowns on, on 24-7 sports that he could, he could be a receiver or a defensive back if he wasn't such a great quarterback. Right. And that is just... Absolutely insane. But um, DeGorian Moore and Harlem buried around at that trio uh, of number one in, in their respective positions. What can we, assuming, and I understand that everything changes, you know, it's a lot can happen from now until the 2025 signing period. Assuming all three of them are in Baton Rouge, what does that offense look like come the 2025 season? And well, I mean, well, I mean, long term, very and more will play right away. I don't know if Bryce will, because quarterback's a different animal, but those two will play right away. Uh, Barry will play the earliest because he's a punt return, kick return guy. I know him pretty well. known him since his freshman year. He's electric. He'll make six guys miss and score. That's the easiest guy to get on the field because you can just throw a swing pass to him, throw a hitch, and God takes over from there. But Moore is interesting because he's he's got some strength to him. He's from Duckville. He's played a big-time football in Dallas. He's a little more polished than most kids. Receiver's not easy as a freshman because you got to worry about the routes and making sure you get post-snap reads and all that too. But he's pretty bright, and I've seen him at the Under Armour Future 50. He's going to play. I know LSU has a lot of guys, but he's not your typical receiver. It, he's conservatively a top-five receiver in this next class, if not the best. So, yeah, he's going to play. I don't think LSU is going to have to worry much about skill talent. I never worry about that with LSU anyway. It's always been quarterback, to be honest. When LSU has quarterback play, they're good. Uh, The way they're recruiting quarterback, they're headed in the right direction. So, yeah, Carolina, the only thing you need to worry about now is just for Brian Kelly to do what you are talking about earlier. 
Now he needs to walk down the state again in 25. It's another really, really good group. He's gotten Barry to get started, which that's as good as he could have done to start with. Right. You know, Moore's from Texas, Dallas. I mean, you always like to, you know, get a Texas kid or two. And then you get Bryce. I mean, you really couldn't have drawn it on the board any better for the Bayou Bengals. So, yeah, they're in, they're in a great spot. In 25, at least. In 2024 could be yeah. a different story. Because what does Brian Kelly need to do? Lock down the state of Louisiana and also go through the transfer portal and find some players. Yes. On the defensive line in the yeah. secondary. Yeah. Look, sweetie, I I can't help you there. There's gonna be it's gonna be a really hard season this year because you know their schedule is always tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the defense isn't going to be overhauled in one season, even with the portal. They'll get some guys. Yeah. But I mean, they got a long way to go. And they had so many transfers and everything. It's it's a guess at best for anybody to project where LSU's defense is going to be, even by the end of spring practice let alone when they're playing Alabama or Texas or somebody like that. Yeah, it's, that's a different USC animal. first week of the season. Who knows what USC is going to be like? They lost okay. Caleb Williams. It's, it's really hard. Yeah, by the way, he's good. So that's that's easier for LSU. So uh, I'm sure Miller Moss is a good player, but he's not Caleb He's not Caleb Williams. (laughs) Not at all. All right, some some college football news, football news, sports news in general that just sent the world by storm. Nick Saban announced his retirement from the University of Alabama earlier this week. We'll get into that coming up next and what that means for LSU in a coaching capacity, in a player capacity. We'll get into that coming up next with Ryan Smith. All right, I want to tell you about game time. So you should not have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. I've been there. I've had anxiety about having to wait in virtual lines for concert tickets or paying astronomical prices for sporting events or theater events or comedy shows, whatever it might be, because we've got all sorts of fees on other ticketing websites. No, I don't want to deal with any of that. So I go right to game time. Take the stress out of the ticket buying process with game time. It gives you such great peace of mind that you know exactly what you are going to get with your next purchase. You, It's all in prices from the jump. So up front, you know what your total is going to be. None of those back-end fees once you, uh, once you get throughout the checkout process. And you can see your view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to get once you arrive. So you don't have to wonder, oh, I hope that we have a good view of the field or the court or the stage, whatever you might be going to. I hope that there's not a view obstructing pole right in front of me. No, you don't have to worry about that because game time gives you total peace of mind. So download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, thanks again for making Locked and LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we are part of the Locked On Network, your team, every single day. The Locked On Network also, some very exciting news, has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single week. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
All right, rolling along here, locked on LSU. Brian Smith, locked on's official recruiting insider, is with us. Nick Saban announces his retirement from Alabama, which I know we were all shocked and stunned. We all knew that this day would come eventually. It just felt surreal that it actually came earlier this week. Tommy Reese is obviously going to be connected to LSU, assuming that the next coach that comes in uh, does not retain Tommy Reese. His relationship with Brian Kelly, his history with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame, it, you know, you can't ignore it. The fact that Brian Kelly wanted to bring in Tommy Reese as his offensive coordinator last season, I think tells you all that you need to know. But Joe Sloan's done a really, really impressive job. Do you think that Joe Sloan is in consideration for LSU's open offensive coordinator position? And is Tommy Reese a better option than Joe Sloan? This is where you get into the nuts and bolts of relationships, and it's not recruiting. I don't know Sloan at all. I, I followed Notre Dame my whole life. I know about Reese, seen him play and coach, etc. I don't know what Tommy wants to do, but he's been very consistent with his offense. Him and Kelly get along well. Does Sloan want to recruit and stay at the college level? Does he want to go to the NFL? Like Reese, I've always been told eventually his goal is the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's I've heard that for years. Whether or not that's still true, I don't know. After being at Notre Dame and Alabama, those two pretty big brands, so it's kind of hard to get bigger. Um, I don't know. I mean, I doubt they could have both because they're both going to want play calling. So I don't I don't know how you do that. The only thing if I was Kelly is I'd try to do my best to find out where you're going to go in regards to get the opportunity to stay long-term. You can't have guys just here for a little bit at all. You gotta right. have guys. This one two year thing just doesn't work. Too many of the teams that are doing that lose in the long term. You lose recruits, your continuity goes away, and installing an offense is not a good time. So it, it's just not something you can do. And especially looking at the quarterbacks that LSU have committed. You know, of course, you have Ricky Collins in the room, you now have Colin Hurley in the room. Bryce Underwood and those offensive players that we just broke down in the 2025 class, those are some of your most valuable inventory moving forward, especially it, it, with the way that college football is going, especially with the way that LSU has won games this past season. It's offensively. You cannot afford to lose those players. So what relationships have jo has Joe Sloan built oh, with those recruits? That also has to come into play just as much maybe as, as play calling ability. Yeah, I I would imagine that if you're going, if Sloan's going to leave, you know, more power to him. Yeah. And I'm sure he can do well after what they just did this year. He's responsible for a lot of that. But do you want it? Be careful what you ask for because it's, you know, he's already comfy there. And I'm sure he's won it in some capacity. Yeah. And let's not just assume Reese wants to go there too because I doubt he really knows many people in Baton Rouge other than Brian at this point. You know, most of the staff that he yeah. would have known is no longer there. True. Maybe that's not a fit. I I don't know. I, my guess is Reese's up in the NFL. I would, if I was betting, would say they're just going to promote from within and hire an assistant, something like that. Losing yeah. Denbrock was tough, but you know he, he he went back to where he wanted to be. So be it. Sloan, you could do worse, and he already knows the roster. He's recruited in Louisiana. They've got a rep. He knows the quarterbacks. To me, that seems like the safest pick. I don't know what your take is, but the, the relationship thing is huge to me. I've learned that through recruiting. And if he left, you might lose some of your players too. Don't don't discount that. People pick the person, not 
not the letters on the shirt. I know not unless you want fan wants to hear that. But that's how it works. Well, so and he's doing well. I could not agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. When you feel like you have a good thing, which looking right. at Jaden Daniels' development from year one to year two, right. and just the behind-the-scenes development of Garrett Nussmeyer, he looks like a much more poised and confident quarterback today than the last time that we saw him. I have to give Joe Sloan a whole heck of a lot of credit for that. When you look at Bryce Underwood's recruiting profile, whose name <laughs> is next to LSU, it's Joe Sloan. So I think that when you have a good thing and when you have those relationships that are built, if you can, if continuity is afforded to you, that should be the path that you take. I'm with you 100%. Tommy Reese is a fantastic coach. He is, absolutely. But I don't think that I'm necessarily in the market to upgrade. But I'm glad that you brought up uh, committing to people and not to names. Yeah. That was the exact point that I've been making about Nick Saban in Alabama. But how Alabama could experience a, a whole ton of attrition on the roster and their commitments because those players committed to play for Nick Saban. They didn't play. They didn't commit to play for the University of Alabama. We've already seen five-star wide receiver Ryan Williams in the 2024 class decommit from Alabama. That came out right after the news broke that Nick Saban yeah. would decide to retire. Are there any more, any rumblings that you've heard of any more players that are either in the 24 or 25 classes or currently on the roster that may be looking to find another place to play in 2024? There are some names that have circulated, and I'm, I'm waiting to get some more feedback. Uh, uh, our mutual friend John Garcia put out an article on Rivals about that five kids they got to keep. Mm -hmm. That's not a good sign for Alabama. I know you're probably happy about that, being an LSU fan, but – John's is dialed into Alabama as it gets. I'm not uh, shedding any tears. <laughs> That's shocker there, but it, it's just <laughs> interesting because he's, he's dialed in and like, I, I've said it for years. I wrote an article about this today. Kids picked Alabama because, you know, the program's great. It's got history, but nine times out of 10, when they really took a kid out of somebody's backyard, the kid picked Saban. Mm -hmm. Alabama fans don't want to hear that either, but it's just true. Yeah. They're not going to get the same recruiting classes though. In his like 15 years or whatever it was, he had more than 10 classes that were ranked number one. That is insane. Yeah. That's unheard Look, of. I could make you the head coach and you could make the playoffs if you got the number one class three out of four years. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. So, yeah. I, I, you know, he, he put a lot of time in it. One of my buddies that is very familiar with their program said Nick would be on the phone all day with recruits doing all kinds of FaceTime, everything else, and different coaches, everybody connected, and he coached when he could. He was the program director, though, and he had a ton of guys under him that could coach. So he spent more time recruiting than anything else. A lot of people didn't know that. I didn't even know it that way, but that's why they got the kids they did, and they used to kill it in Louisiana. He's had several kids out of that state that really helped him. One, Devontae Smith, one, a Heisman. Yeah. So that's, that's a Louisiana kid. They're not going to recruit the same, and LSU will benefit from that. You're not going to see Bama – Barring them getting somebody that has Louisiana ties. And to my knowledge, that's not a consideration. Louisiana State's going to be killing it in state again with Kelly. I'll be very surprised. He made an effort this past year to do it when Saban was there. And what they signed, like 12 out of the top 15 kids in the state, something like that. Something they like should that. be good. And I mean, you can't really ask. You're not going to get every kid. I understand that. But the kids they wanted, all but like one guy, a DB that went to Texas, they pretty much got everybody else. Yeah. This bodes well for them. And don't be surprised if LSU sneaks in and gets a few kids out of the state of Alabama, Mississippi, that Bama normally would get. 
You can't replace Nick Saban. I don't care who the hell they are. It's not realistic. So it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I knew the Ryan Williams thing was going to happen. I was actually texting with his uh, quarterback, K.J. Lacey, yesterday. Like, yeah. I mean, who knows what's it's up in the air. He's looking at Alabama, too. Now he has no idea. So it, it's very confusing. I, I, and I don't blame them in the slightest. Whenever you go to play for a person and that person is no longer yep. there, I don't blame them with the uncertainty of the future. Who's coaching in Alabama next year? Uh, I, I think it would be DeBoer, if I had to guess, but I've oh, heard Norvell. Okay. And, um, it wouldn't be good for college football if it was De- DeBoer. He is a tremendous coach. You give him that much talent with his schematics, you would not be a happy LSU fan, I have a feeling. But I don't, I don't know what Norvell would do there. Um, he's a good recruiter and he knows the South, but that's another hot name. The guy from – they're, they're talking about, oh, they're going to hire somebody within 72 hours. That, that seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, that means Saban has told them in advance, and they they kept it quiet for a long time. And if that's the case, good for them. But, yeah, it's better to wait and get the right individual than just to make a hire. It's Alabama. That's not an easy gig. So I, I, I'd i imagine regardless, you're going to have to come down a notch. There's just no way. They, yeah. Fair to say this is the most intriguing coaching search in the history of college football? Uh, what would even be number two? I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. No idea. Bear Bryant be- might have been the next one, to be honest. And who came after Bear Bryant? Um, they hired a guy that was a former Bama player that was in the NFL, and okay. he failed miserably. Yeah. that That's the tough but, thing is who – does anybody know who the guy that comes after the guy is? Like, yeah, the guy that comes after Bill Belichick. No. Good luck. And the guy oh, that God. Comes after- I wouldn't want any Patriot job. There's no way in hell I'd want that job. No, you know, absolutely not. It's, it's going to be intriguing to see. And I know, I know that Brian Kelly and that entire recruiting staff is picking up the phones for any kids that they've been looking at in high school that have committed to Alabama, relationships that they have currently on the Alabama staff, maybe in the secondary. Hopefully it's in the secondary. Um, <laughs> Brian Smith, you are the very, very best. And we appreciate That's you funny. as always here on Lockdown LSU. Where can people find some more of your work? At FB Scout underscore Florida. I'm hoping to be retweeting some Alabama news in the next 24 hours if, if they're accurate, making comments on it. But uh, they're still going to have to prove that to me. I, I, I need to see that. We'll find out soon enough. Brian, appreciate you. We'll chat with you soon. All right. Thank you very much, Caroline.